This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think people don't know Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software there to be listed as approved by the HMRC TD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole making tax digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Welcome to today's special interview. I've got Richard Hattersley with me from Accounting Web. Richard, it's the second time we've had you on the show, so you must have done something right. Welcome back. Well, thank you again for having me, Rob. Um, I, I thought I ruined it with the first time, but obviously it did okay. So thank you very much for welcoming me back in your house. Definitely not. You've been in this game a long time. And we talked last time about awards, that whole process of winning awards, the kudos, and patting ourselves on the back and celebrating our achievements as accounting firms and the vendors that serve them. And we demystified a lot of things for sure. Today, we're going to talk about another thing that you're really passionate about, which is mental health and well-being. And Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be interested in this as a subject. I think as the, the editor of Accounting Web, I'm always looking for the latest trends, always looking at what the audience is going through, just why, just what makes them tick. And it was something which started coming up time and time again. And it's something which it, it was almost said with an apology. It, it was kind of sneaking out in conversations rather than being a central point. Um, and I think it's always been there. I think the, the issue has always been within the profession. The always on nature of the job is it feels like it's ingrained within accountancy. Presentism is probably uh, a big thing there at the large firms. Just the demand of clients on like a 24-hour basis. And I, I used to do this series on the counter web called Practice Talk. And I used to speak with uh, an accountants on a weekly basis. And I used to ask them, the, the aim of the, of the article, of the feature was just chatting out what a, day, what a day, typical day looks like for an accountant. And the first question I always asked was, what's the first thing you do when you start your day? And you never guess what it was. Roughly all of them said the first thing they did was check their emails. And then as I finished the interview, I'd ask, okay, so you finished the day, you go home. How do you, how do you finish your day? I check my emails. I think one person even said, I'm checking emails up to the point my head hits the pillow. And I think that's when I realized that there's, there's sort of a problem here. This kind of, this always on culture within a profession is spiraling out of control at that point. And the word overwhelm comes to mind, Richard. I know you speak to a lot of accounting professionals and there's this sense of anxiety, of overload, of overwhelm, all the regulatory pressures, all the compliance pressures, staying up to date with CPD, CPE, the demands of clients, as you're hinting. And this does speak to well-being that has become such a big issue in the profession, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned there about the, the regulatory issues, um, compliance issues. We have accountants on Accounting Web who are feeling the strain, feeling the stress from the rise of digitalization 
the onslaught of never-ending compliance demands, the, the looming making tax digital rules, which are going to be coming over here in the UK soon, which is basically uh, tax digitalization um, for any non-UK uh, listeners. And all of this is creating a lot of stress, a lot of, um, there's that, that feeling of, of gloom for, for a lot of firms, which maybe don't feel like they can cope with this sudden shift, this sudden, sudden change in what they thought the, the job was. Um, and I, I think the, the, the last two years have certainly not helped either with the, the never ending stress of the pandemic. No, and I'm just thinking of the definition of stress, which they say is where your perceived resources are not enough to handle the perceived demands that are placed on you. And there is so much going on that accountants are feeling like they're not coping. And this manifests as stress, which then is mental well-being and mental health. And, and maybe you've heard, as I have, that professional firms are now employing mental health first aiders. Have you come across that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we spoke um, on the last time I was on this podcast, uh, Rob, about the Accounting Excellence Awards. And it's becoming a big trend there as well. We're seeing mental first, well-being first aiders. It's just as part of as part of a firm, just part of what they do, and we uh, we are seeing that growing trend within the Accounting Excellence Awards. Of- and presumably, they're dealing with a breakdown or an anxiety attack or something mental at work, an overload, not coping well with the situation. It's not a cut or a broken arm or a slip on a wet floor, is it? This is mental stuff. It is, and I think sometimes um, sometimes accountants can be silently dealing with this. It's something which they may not feel that they can discuss this openly. And perhaps it might be just part of the nature of the job where many, many accountants feel that it's just what's always been done before. So I may as well keep going. Those long hours of what is of what clients and what my what the partner of the firm expects of me. It might be even what the partner expects of themselves to go through those long hours and, and the client demands always being on for their clients. I think there is a lot of what's happening has been hidden away. There's a lot of silent struggling, I think, is what's happening here. We had a guest called Andy Zolkeld on the show a few months back, former Big Four accountant, talked about the stress he was going through and he couldn't tell anybody about it because it was a sign of weakness. It was, are you serious about your career? If you can't hack it or put in the hours, you don't get promoted, you don't get recognized. And he really struggled with that and ended up trying to take his own life. So your readers must be telling you all kinds of different stories. Oh, wow. Well, that story, um, kind of shocked at that story over there, Rob. Uh, I must catch up on that podcast. The, the readers are saying similar things. Um, and it, it, it did start out, as I said before, as an off comment, but now it's becoming an actual focus point. They're actually talking quite openly. The pandemic has certainly brought this to the surface because I think so many people were feeling so isolated and they were all going through this shared trauma it felt like everyone was going through the shared trauma. They had the same demands from their clients. They had the same personal issues, which everyone was going through. They were all kind of figuratively and literally kind of locked away. Everyone was in the same sort of boat. And I think that made many of our readers much more open. They were kind of looking for those shoulders to uh, to lean on. And so they, they found support within the accounting community. And I think the, the accounting community is an especially strong one, one which accountants do look out for each other. I think there is that that sense of going through this shared experience together, which I've certainly seen within the accountancy profession. And with many people sharing their own experiences, I think that's sort of helped many accountants I've spoken with deal with the issues that they've gone through. So they may have realized that they haven't set any boundaries for clients. 
they've realized that they've been too open. They've realized that they've wilted to every demand the client may have. And I think speaking openly is really important because then accountants can see that there's others going through a similar situation and there are routes to help them manage what, what they're going through. And there's been a stigma traditionally, hasn't there, in saying that you can't cope or admitting to any kind of depression or stress or mental health problems. Why do you think that is? This is a really tough question. I think it goes to the, um, I, I'm not sure there's a right answer here, but I think it, it does go to the root of, of the actual job. The job itself is a tough one. I don't think we should forget that. It's a very demanding job. I've heard many stories of uh, accountants during during the tax season here in the UK comforting clients who've had like that unexpected tax bill. So there's been that emotional strain, just natural emotional strain, just those small things, which um, I think many accountants take for granted, just part of the job. They're they're really emotionally distressful things. But then on top of that, there's just um, keeping on top with the intense workloads and the complexity of the job. There's a real um, lack of room for error, I think, with the job. And those issues when you have to be so precise, where you have to ensure that what you're doing is correct there's no room for error here that is that is an immensely stressful thing there was a recent survey by the accounting charity over here for icaw members carbon and it said uh, 79 percent of the people respondents to this particular survey believes that stress and culture and poor mental health is just ingrained within the accounting profession and then on top of that 86 percent of respondents this stat i felt was really difficult to um take on board but i think it goes to the root of the problem 86 percent of respondents said that that employees were not in, utilizing employee provided counseling or phone lines or even and then 46 percent said they weren't taking mental health days so that says to me that many of these people just trooped on they just thought they would just carry on because perhaps they thought their problem wasn't big enough or there's that stigma that still lingered over the profession, which is why they're not dealing with it. And so it's a difficult one. I'm not sure what the right answer is, but I think the job itself is one which kind of leads to stress. And I'm glad you brought up the emotional element to that, because as trusted advisors, accountants have not just been the ones with the financial knowledge, but there have been therapists, psychiatrists, counsellors, that shoulder to cry on, as you mentioned, that, that trusted friend in dealing with the emotional fallout of the pandemic with the business owner clients that they have. And, and that's not something they were trained for, is it? No, no, absolutely not. When, when they sit down to do, their, to do their exams, whatever professional body they may be with, uh, I don't think there is that soft skills element of the exam. There's not that part which, which helps them deal with that stress, that, that trauma that, and um, the, the emotional issues that go with dealing with a, a client which is going through a tough time or having to break the news to a client, or having to deal with any error within your own team, or having to deal with your, your, your direct uh, employees going through any stress. So perhaps there, there should be more. There should be more support there. Well, in insolvencies, businesses going bust, having to lay off workers, losing livelihoods, getting into debt, all that kind of stress for clients is then something for the accountant and the bookkeeper to pick up. Absolutely. We've seen that with the pandemic. Absolutely. There's... I've raised this on, on Accounted Web throughout the, the last two years, the, the term, turmoil that their clients have gone through and the, uh, the extent that they've gone through in order to support their, their clients. And working 24 hours a day through night and day to support clients for them to eventually collapse their businesses to collapse 
they're, they're gonna it's gonna be um a hard pill to swallow i think that one it's going to be difficult for these firms what is the fallout of firms of getting mental health and mental well-being wrong for their people it's a good question rob i think um getting it wrong it means that you're not really um your your firm's not really working at the the, the full power that it should be it means that not everyone is um feeling happy in, in their workplace and if if your employees are happy if you yourself are happy that's naturally going to spread onto your clients in the way that you deal with with those client relationships but if these things are going unrecognized if employees are not happy it's, it's naturally going to spread on to that client relationship it just makes sense for the business beyond of course the human element is more important than anything but also for the strength of your firm as well as just to take notice of of what your employees are going through and the outlook for firms that don't take mental health and well-being seriously lost revenues maybe going out of business losing competition losing clients losing credibility uh, in with their reputation yeah sure and, and that that recruitment issue as well we we've heard quite a lot about the recruitment crunch and if you don't feel like your employers taking you seriously if you don't feel like they care about you as a person then you're going to look across to that accountancy firm across the street the one which does seem like they care about about them and you would feel like your skills would be more suited at that firm and so I think it's really important to see that human element of your firm, the human element of your staff. And people that are looking to join a firm, they will ask, how do you look after your staff? <laughs> they will. What's your policy on zero overtime or flexible time or hybrid working? And they ask these things, these younger generation particularly, they care about this stuff. It's not about money and kudos and fast promotions, is it? It's really important, especially for those Gen Z uh, accountants coming in. Uh, we've seen the rise of hybrid working over the pandemic, and it'd be interesting to see um, how that, um, how the fallout of that as things kind of return to some form of normality, whether it will be back to the office or not. But we have seen the rise of hybrid working. We've seen leaders become more uh, cognizant of um, of just general well-being of their employees, and so we are. It would be very interesting to see just what firms are going to be doing to ensure that all the successes, all of the, um, everything that they've done over the past two years isn't pushed to one side and they continue to offer the, that flexibility to continue to offer those well-being days as we're seeing those bigger, larger firms are doing for employees as well. When you talk to firms that are getting this right, they're dealing with it well, they're meeting the demands of their employees and their clients. Are there any examples of initiatives or best practice that they brought in that you thought mm, that will really make a difference? We've seen that with the, the well-being days. I think that's a really good initiative there from... What is a well-being day? Really? I think a well-being day is, is those which is beyond just your normal holiday. It's just a, a day just for you to wrap yourself up in a duvet, I guess, and <laughs> um, relax and, and take a break from work. I think things what firms are doing is, I think, goes back to what I said at the beginning around emails. I think that's a really important one where there's that order not to check your emails just to ensure to put, put a block a literal block on the emails just to make sure that your employees are not dipping in they're not kind of stuck in this web of never-ending work they can actually take a break because they're then refreshed and ready in the morning to deliver the service which you expect of your employees um, other things include um, employee satisfaction surveys, um, employ employee happiness surveys. We have this for clients. I think an accountant said to me one time, 
that we we do a lot of these surveys for clients. We, we do their client happiness surveys. We do MPS surveys. We check on all sorts of benchmarking and metrics for our clients. But why don't we do the same for our employees? I think that's just as important. So we do get the uh, progressive firms. We do get firms who put the mirror up and then they look at what they're doing. They're looking at what their employees want. They're looking at what's successful, what's not successful, and how can they change the firm in order to ensure that their employees are just generally happy. This is terrific, Richard. It's a really strong word in season that accountants need to heed in these challenging times. I'm going to ask you to finish with a a couple of words of encouragement or advice for the leaders listening in setting the right culture and expectations so that they take mental well-being seriously. Uh, Just before you leave with those, if people want to have a conversation with you, learn more about the great stuff that Accounting Web are putting out, what's a good way for them to get in touch? Um, So you can find out more of Accounting Web from all the news and views from the accountancy world on accountingweb.co.uk. You can follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Just search my name and I'm sure my face will pop up there and I'll be more than happy to connect with you on any of those platforms. In sending people where with a takeaway, a strong message of something they can do, start doing, stop doing to enhance mental well-being and take mental health seriously for themselves and their friends, what would you leave us with, Richard? I think it starts at the top. Those interviews I had with those uh, accountants, the ones who said that they check their emails first thing in the morning, they check them last thing at night. Perhaps break the cycle, break the cycle yourself and see if that filters down to the rest of the team. Set the example. Absolutely. Maybe have the emails as maybe the third thing you check when you start the day. Maybe do something else. Maybe do something for yourself to start the day. There's, uh, we used to have a, an agony uncle on Accounting Web, and his motto was put your face mask on first, using the old expression from uh, airplanes. And I think that's really important. Look, look after yourself first. It's kind of be selfish a little bit. Look after yourself. And then once you feel good, then you'll be able to help others. It's important for leaders to be a bit vulnerable as well. And if they try and pretend that they're coping with everything, what message does that give to the staff about them being able to open up? Absolutely. Um, I think a a mutual friend of ours, Lucy Cohen, Rob, has spoken quite openly about this, about being vulnerable and just how that um, and how that's brought into her firm and how that's allowed everyone else to be vulnerable. And I think in this day, that's really important to be open because there's no point getting back to that point of having the stigma around mental health. Richard Hatley, that's been tremendous. What a great topic to address today. Hopefully everyone can be mentally stronger. Thanks so much for your time and your insights. Thanks for inviting me, Rob. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.